0: Introverted noise. Hurry oh, yeah, up, Daddy. Let's do it. Five seconds to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the eleven, but now he finishes oh, it. To oh, Williams! My. Touchdown! You got it, big
1: All right, y'all, we are back. We have this Axie Prince. You know, we won't give him too much grief today. You know, life happens. Circumstances uh, kept him from being with us here at the beginning, but he's here and we're going to jump right into it. So Prince, uh, after these last two weeks, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you, are you finally willing to give Kirk Cousins some credit for the pretty well near perfect performance we've seen from him on the field over the last couple of weeks?
0: Oh yeah, I, I I definitely feel like he's improved his play, improved his um, ability to improvise, uh, willingness to take chances. I, I I don't think that you can not give him credit for for this stuff. I think he's been, especially this last game. I think he performed very very well. Um, I I know I add the caveat that like okay, it's it's against a pretty banged up and. Um, not as talented as we're used to, secondary for the for the Eagles. Um, so I guess.
1: Why do you feel the need to put in that caveat?
0: Because I like to, I like to give objective expectations. Because I think the the problem with um, I think with fans who tend to um, get really emotional as the games go on is they'll be either. Oh yeah, best team in the league, perfect, all that stuff, or just like the sky's falling, everything else. And I like to, I like to, uh, essentially give takes where it's like, okay, here's the context of why I, I feel the way that I do, um, and it, it is important to note. So when again, if there is regression or there are like improvements, I can feel more confident rather than skeptical about like, okay, I definitely feel this team is headed in the right direction, or. It was great that he performed good against, uh, you know, either a bad team or a team that he should have beat up on. Um, but I, I I care more so about him doing that against a really really good team that is going to kind of force him to be in him in the offensive line to be in you know kind of tough positions. And I want to see how he performs that because that's what we see when we get to the playoffs. Is is that was what 2017 was? Is when it when it came down to us playing a really really good solid football team. Um, we got blown out, and I, I think a lot of people were upset about that blowout, but it's like, there was a number of us who called it, and though we got some, some criticism for you're too negative, you're this, it's like the reason why we're saying these things is the film shows more than what that initial watch, where there is a bunch of emotion and alcohol and uh, whatever the case is, um, that that is influencing people's um, feeling on the games.
1: But I'm, I guess, so again, let's continue to play devil's advocate here. So if going into the game, you know, all week long going in, we're like, yep, the Eagles have a great front seven, but their back end is very depleted. So this should be a game where the Vikings receivers are able to go off. And then they do that. And while they're doing that, Kirk Cousins also plays, as Miles you know, said earlier, possibly his best game as a Viking. Why can't we just be happy about that? Why does there need to be a caveat put on it? Especially given that we knew the, I mean, they still made the plays. They still did everything they were supposed to especially given that some might say that you um, have a bias or are predisposed to looking for, for fault with Kirk Cousins. Um, can you see where someone might feel like maybe you're you're, you're piling on or nitpicking given that you, you know, historically have not been the staunchest of supporters when it comes to Kirk Cousins?
0: Well, I, I'm nitpicking, um, and I, maybe I don't even view it as nitpicking because I felt I had a pretty good idea of who Kirk Cousins was before he came to the Vikings. And when he came to the Vikings, um, all of 2018 kind of confirmed what I had seen already um, prior to him playing. And again, let's not forget this guy. This guy is not 21, 22, 23 years old. This guy is in his 30s. I mean, he's had several seasons where he started. He's had several seasons that he's been in the league. Um, so, yes, he is, to me personally, a guy that old is viewed under a different microscope because my expectation is that he has, he has some things already figured out um, versus younger guys that, you know, don't have that. So I don't give him the whole, Oh, they're just a rookie. They're learning all that stuff. Like, no, I expect being, being 30, like, yeah, you have some of this stuff already figured out. And the stuff that you might struggle with again is, is things like, yeah, it makes sense. Having a porous offensive line is going to heavily affect any quarterback, no matter if you're a rookie or if you're a vet. Um, but obviously, the best the best vets can work through those circumstances, even despite uh, you know not necessarily having the talent. Basically, I'm saying he needs to elevate the talent around him. And my skepticism has always been: is I don't believe that he can do that on a consistent basis. So when but I is do that see fair? Vikings fans, is, that, is a, that
1: really a fair thing? Given that we know that most quarterbacks are very reliant on what's going on around them, that there's really only you know, really three. If we're if we're being looking back over the past few years, like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, quarterbacks that are consistently able to to perform better than their surroundings. I mean, is it fair to put that on Kirk Cousins? That the only way we can buy into him is if
0: he does something that almost nobody is able to do. Well, I mean, it's not it's not Kirk Cousins' fault. It, it I blame the Vikings, right? It's not Kirk Cousins' fault that he is what he is, and he's not able to do that. Because it's it, to me, it's similarly as Christian Ponder. Christian Ponder didn't ask to be a first-round pick and lead a franchise. Even though at best he could have been a a, a third-round pick project, um, so I'm not necessarily blaming him for the choice that the Vikings made. But I'm not absolving him. I'm not absolving him from. Um, I'm not absolving him for like his play to date, which is he's he's performed like maybe a slightly above average quarterback and now I'm paying him like a future franchise guy to bring me to the Super Bowl and he's not playing that I think it's fair to have those expectations because if I didn't feel as if he could he could um he could live up to those expectations why am I paying him all this money and you know how I am Jason I'm like if I don't feel a guy can live up to the expectation especially the quarterback position I don't want to keep trying to shoehorn uh, an average talent guy just by paying him more money isn't going to make him an elite talent. That just me- means he's being paid like an elite talent. That's it. No, and I mean, and again, like, I, I, I feel you on this.
1: Career. You know, I was also you know, in that camp that felt like, you know, we paid more than we should have given what Kirk Cousins had had accomplished career to date. But I guess given everything that you said and the, the argument that, that you're laying out here, I guess when or what? are are there games on this irregular you know, season's slate that can make you buy in on Kirk Cousins? As we look ahead, you have Detroit. They have pretty good pass coverage. But after that, I mean, the Redskins, not a great defense. Kansas City, not a great defense. Cowboys have some decent coverage players. Broncos, not good. Seahawks coverage, not great. Lions again. Chargers are decimated. The Packers defense seems to be falling off. And the Bears are not good either, but they do have a good defense. So, so, Outside and, of, of the Packers testing. and the the Bears, are there any other games on the the schedule that Kirk Cousins could play well in that would actually get him some credit yeah, from you absolutely. as it pertains I, to?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good uh, thing, Jason. I'm glad you asked this question. Yes, I do believe that there's. It's not just the fact that oh yeah, he played well against a bad secondary, um, and because I ultimately speaking, I'm not always going to be like okay until he plays against a really good secondary, I'm not going to believe in him. It okay. is about consistency. And it's about the second factor. Now, you, you mentioned a couple of teams. You mentioned like the, the Kansas City Chiefs. They don't have a great defense. But you know what they have? They have a high-powered offense. They have uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's going to put up numbers. He's going to put up 28-plus points. You have the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson. You have uh, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be facing quarterbacks also who are going to be able to put up numbers. And we can't always rely on our defense to shut those quarterbacks down. So my expectation then becomes it's not always like okay, I won't give him any credit because he didn't face it. It's like okay he can't do anything when they allow an, an opposing point, but can he hang at the expectation for that game? My expectations, um, change the team that we face if we face them to score a lot, but then a Cousins to and also put in um, you know, also a, uh, put in a little bit more time as far as um, of, uh, not t- more time. I'm sorry, uh, be able to elevate the talent around him for that game and stuff. Like, my expectation is he's going to be, he's always going to be the fit to the missing puzzle for any game that we need. Maybe we need more points. Maybe we need a guy who, um, can put the game away when it's, it's, it's a close game. Maybe we need a guy who, um, yeah, every so often, just don't mess it up. Um, and, and I, I have to accept that that's what's going to be a ca- the case is to be a manager, um, for a bunch of different kind of situations. So I do think there are still some games on this, on this, uh, schedule that'll help.
1: So it's not necessarily just the, the game or the matchup. There's some some context in there that, that you're looking for as well. And, and it's one of the things, and I'll have to go and find a tweet, but someone put out, I think it was Eric Thompson actually posted that the Vikings have not had a single score change so far this season, that if they go up, they win, and if they get behind, they lose. And so one of the things I guess I'm hearing in, in some of what you're saying there is that you're looking to see some of that, exactly. you know, the it factor, clutch factor, clutch gene, whatever people want to call it from Kirk exactly. Cousins and that- when things aren't going well, you'd like him see. You'd like to see him be, um, you're the catalyst that really turns things around for us and and gets us not just back into a game, but maybe gets us the victory, gets us over the hump. Um, because we've seen him play well while we're down big, but you know, in oftentimes what happens, he gets close enough where it looks okay, but he doesn't get us over the hump. Is that is that a fair summary yeah. of what you're I looking think that, to I see? For you to really get bought in. Yeah, I think that's
0: a very apt, um, description of what I, what I'm trying to, to get out of it. It's like context does matter to me. And it's like, that's why it's like, yes, I might add the caveat, but like, again, those, those, those contexts do matters. I expect Stefan Dixon here and, and, uh, um, Adam Thielen to, to beat up on the, the Eagle secondary. So I expect her cousins to, to perform well. And he did exactly that. He met the expectations. Um, but again, it's like, okay, well, maybe you face a more challenging front seven. Maybe you face a, more challenging secondary. Maybe you face an opposing quarterback who again is going to light up our defense. Like it's going to happen at least once in the season, and that's when I expect Kirk Cousins to be um, that 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 missing piece that is able to get us that victory.
1: Okay, so basically, uh, we just need to fall behind in the game and have Kirk Cousins uh, pull us back, exactly. and then you know Yinka will start to believe. We'll start to believe. Well, you know. We uh, have this game upcoming. Actually, there's one more thing. One more thing, because I got to give you some credit before we, we move on to, to talking about Detroit. Got to give you a little bit of credit here, because we talked about it on the pocket protectors as well. But you've been saying it with your chest for a little while now, You've been letting people know that uh, the Vikings offense runs better when it runs through Stephon Diggs. And you've been saying it. You've been saying it. And not always getting the warmest of welcomes from people when you do say it. Uh, but I, I feel like it's it's pretty obvious after just the way things opened up last week, especially with the run game not getting going, uh, that if we can hit Stefan Diggs on those downfield shots, um, the offense is a more explosive, it's it's just a, a more wide open offense and um just frankly a better offense, just based on the type of routes that generally speaking, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are being asked to run. This isn't an indictment of either player saying right now Stephon Diggs and generally through their careers outside of last season. <laughs> uh, Stefan Diggs has generally been running the routes that are deeper down the field, which are higher value routes. And when you throw deep more often, good things tend to happen. That's something that's backed up by many different views at it from analytics. You obviously get the big plays. You're more likely to get past interference penalties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Throwing deep is good. And Stefan Diggs is running the deep routes, So throwing to him also good. So, you get a lot of grief, we give you a lot of grief. But in this case, you've been saying it, you've been saying it for a while, and you were correct. So just wanted you to take that quick victory lap before we moved on to uh, the next thing we got to talk
0: about. Yeah, say it for lo- say it louder for those in the back. They didn't quite hear you, Jason. So I'm just going to sit here and sit
1: my team. I mean, it's the last time we'll ever admit that you're right about anything. Never, <laughs> never again will it happen. Never, ever, ever. Hey. All right, with that all out the way, uh, we got another game coming up here. Playing the Lions. And uh, this has actually turned into a a pretty important game. I don't think going in that many people outside of Eric (laughs) thought the Lions were going to be any good this season, but here they are. Uh, You know, they were dropped out of a game on Monday night, but, uh, you know, they. uh, this is an important matchup for us. What are your thoughts on how things are going to go? And given that the Lions are kind of the polar opposite to the Eagles and that the Eagles, great front seven, bad in the back, Lions, great coverage players. Not so great at generating pressure. How do you see this game going?
0: Yeah, I, I, know that we had a, uh, several chats about this in the, in the group chat, but I do feel like this is a must win game. And what I mean by that is, um, you drop already two, like your two losses are pretty big losses. And if you lose this game, I, I think your, your chances of making it into the playoffs, um, drop dr- dramatically. And, and that's when it, you have to start in December, hoping for certain people to lose in order to get into the playoffs. Um, I think this is going to be a good matchup. Um, I'm actually a little bit more optimistic. Um, I I think it. Does, I'm not sure if it's being said enough. I do actually think Matt Stafford is playing really really well this season, and I I think it's going to be a good test for the Vikings and and Kirk Cousins because I'm not saying this is going to be a shootout by any means, but I do think that this is a, this could likely going to be a closer game than I think uh, originally expected. Um, I do think that the front seven of the Lions are going to get after the Vikings offensive line, especially if we continue to have those injuries, uh, on our offensive line, or their defensive line against our offensive line. And, um, I, I don't think the secondary is going to be I- an issue, but I do think, um, this could be another game. Just find, find Stefan Diggs, let Adam Thielen continue to eat it up, and feed Dalvin when the opportunity presents itself. Um, this can be a game where, uh, the Vikings could, um, get up a few scores early and then really start putting their foot on the pedal, or it's going to be a nail-biting type game. I, I do still think that the Vikings are going to come up on top, um, but I, 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 I don't think that we should be overconfident because I, don't, I do think the Lions are a decent team, and I don't want them to be overlooked.
1: Okay. All right. So one of the things that, uh, that, that obviously – so you're talking about running the offense through – uh, you know, with Stefan Diggs and you know, he's gonna have a much tougher matchup this time. Uh Darius Slay is just a little better than Russell Douglas, just a little bit. And uh as things tend to go, the number one uh DB from the opposing teams have tended to shadow Stefan Diggs. Uh given that, you know, he opens up the offense with the type of routes that he's running, what are some of the ways you might look to get him going, given that he is gonna be facing much tougher coverage or that, you know, he just went off for you know, seven, 167, and three touchdowns. I mean, the Lions are going to be paying attention to stop him from blowing open the game. How can they get him going, knowing that he's going to be getting a lot of attention this week?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the Vikings, you know, they're probably going to run some mesh uh, concepts and whatnot. They're probably going to, you know, get a lot of, like, uh, rub routes just to get him in the space. Um, but as far as getting him down op- uh, open downfield, I do want us to feed Stefan Diggs. Um, and I don't want him to play the decoy route, uh, the entire game. Um, but it, I think it's going to require, if you really want to give him a chance, I think this is going to be a game where also, uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have to take, take some risks. Um, which means it's, it's going to have to be, you know, pushing the ball probably closer to the boundaries and letting Stephon Diggs make a play on it. Um, you know, it might mean throwing into tighter windows, uh, even with some double coverage and whatnot. Um, but I think the plays are going to be there. I think there are going to be some, some scheme type stuff that, uh, Kupfanski is, um, dialing up to make sure Stefan Giz can get open. Uh, I don't think he'll be open all game, but I think there's going to be, I, I, I have this feeling it's going to be like two or three plays where, um, it'll be dialed up specifically to take some shots, um, specifically in the middle, downfield, um, and, uh, I, I do think that the Vikings are going to have to challenge uh, the, the Lions secondary. And with that being said, again, if, if, if we are finding it difficult, I think you still have um, Adam Thielen underneath. You can still make make some plays. Also, I think this is going to be great, great game to really, really, really feature Irv Smith Jr. Um, I think he's been knocking on the door for, for a while, um, and now I think it's like we need to just be ready to kind of unleash her, and I, I I'm excited to see the game where he can walk away and really truly feel like you know this is this is his game.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, he'll need to get in line because we have screen passes to Kyle Rudolph that we have to run. So uh oh god, s- sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, god. oh god. Oh. Never again. I know. I know, I know, I know. So uh, all I heard there is that you feel like this is going to be a good game, a tight game, and the Vikings are going to win it. And uh, that's really it. That's all. We made it all the way through. We got Miles's take. We got your take. Probably going to see if we can get Miles back a little bit later on to get some bonus coverage talk about this trade deadline. But uh, that's it. As always, listeners, uh, thanks for sticking with us. Prince, thanks for carving a bit of time out in the middle of your day to, to come in and get this recording done a little bit earlier than usual. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We will talk to you guys soon have a good one all right well that's it that's all uh we got it done we found the audio we were able to get it posted a day later than we wanted but it's here uh with all the issues we had getting yinka's uh audio track down uh we decided to forego the bonus coverage with miles talking about the trade deadline maybe we'll bring that into next week's episode so uh Here it is. Here's the episode. Thank you for sticking with us, as I said. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.